welcome to the Nativity Podcast, where we give listeners a behind-the-scenes look into the life of our active Catholic parish here in Burke, Virginia. How can we help you grow in your own faith? Listen to find out. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Nativity Podcast. I am your co-host, Father Ed Bresnahan, parochial vicar here at Nativity Parish in Burke, Virginia. With me, as always, is... Your director of social media, Mary Castellano. My amazing co-host. We are joined today. We have a very special, a very special episode today. We are joined with the ladies from Walking With Purpose. Mm -hmm. Today we have Jennifer, Aaron, and Hope... And we have an amazing episode today. They're going to tell you all about their ministry and what they do. It's a, one of the few times I think we've had on our show where we've actually had somebody representing a national organization. Yeah, that's so right. So it's one of those things where, you know, the something big, something nationwide is actually something that's also just kind of organic and grown here locally, mm -hmm. just in in the parish and watching how that such a maybe a big organization is also just something that's very present in a in, in a beautiful way just in our parish mm -hmm. so one of those kind of uh one of those i think it's going to be one of those episodes that really reaches uh near and far so that the yeah. people in the parish will get a chance to be able to say oh how can i get connected to to, to, to walking with purpose and then folks who might be listening from other parishes can be like oh wait that's something i can start in my own parish yeah definitely uh, so but before we get to that I think it's an amazing thing when we talk about this organization, one of the things that they do is they find a way of helping to foster the spiritual life of women in, uh, in our parish. And to that end, I want to ask you ladies, where do you foster your spiritual life? What's like the place that you go when you want to be closest to God? I like to call it thin space is that space that's very thin where the, the divide between the divine and the human feels uh, very thin. So like what's that place in your life that's like thin space where you feel closest to God? I'll go first. Yeah, go Aaron. Um, so I actually have two spaces, so it's gonna be a little bit of a cheat, but I have a big comfy green chair that um, sits right next to all of my spiritual reading books and my statue of Mary. And I very rarely get a chance to actually sit in it, but it's there. Uh, the reason for that is because we have a, some kids at home and a husband and some dogs. So I do the wife and the mother part too. So the other place I feel closest to God is at the kitchen sink. When I'm doing the dishes, I have a quote from Mother Teresa right there that says, wash the dish, not because you were asked to do so or because it was dirty, but because you love the person who will use it next. Oh. And when I see that quote, I think about the people in my family who I'm serving by washing the dishes. So those, those are my two places. That's beautiful. I love it. Who will wash wow. the, who will use it. the dish next? <laughs> I will go right, um, well, Jennifer. to tag off of you, um, similarly, you know, I'm, I'm a mother, two boys at home, just busy, crazy. Uh, and finding a spot for prayer can be difficult, you know, when you're busy like that. So I actually, um, I go to an annual silent retreat and I do it, it's, it's spiritual exercises. And I started doing that in 2017. And it, it's like almost every year when that time comes, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I need that spiritual exercise weekend again. And it's just been something that I've committed myself to. Something about that silence in 
you know, be, it, it really does. It's, it's where I'm drawn closest to God. I can hear myself. I can hear the Lord. <laughs> and it really is a silence, like the prolonged silence. So that, that is definitely where I find God every year mm-hmm. and reset truly. Isn't it amazing when you have that moment where you've got all the hustle and bustle of life and you have sort of an anticipation of like, okay, this is the time when I'm going to be fixing dinner. This is the time when I'm going to have this meeting or this is the time when I'm going to. And the minute you're on retreat and you get to that moment where you're like, wait a minute, I should be. I don't have to. (laughs) And it just relaxes for just a moment and you can just be. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful feeling when you're on retreat. That's so good. Hope, how about you? Well, I have Italian roots, Father, so my answer is also the kitchen. That's where I'm closest to God. And for for many reasons. I mean, I think um, in preparing food for my family and being with my family around the table. But I also have a nice island in in our kitchen, and that is where I pray in the morning. And so um, it was easier when... Um, and is easier when the kids and the husband are out of the house. And now that I'm teleworking, I used to pray in my car, by the way, because I commuted an hour each way. But wow. since um, I don't have to do that every day now, I can spend quiet time in my kitchen with a candle, with the Bible, with Jesus. And, um, and so the kitchen doubles as my little chapel, as well as the chapel of my family, the hub of my family as well. Oh, I love that, how all three of them in that way, like have that opportunity to kind of bring faith into the practical world, right? Into the practical place. So like sanctifying the place where you are. Yeah, how about you? How about you, Mary? Oh, man. Now my now my answer is changing. (laughs) Um, So, oh, man, I think I, I should probably be honest and say regularly. It, it is the Adoration Chapel. Um, I'm trying to make it more of a regular thing, and I'm incredibly blessed. I live right next to my home parish in Maryland, and I work at a church, so I have no excuse. <laughs> but um, but if, yeah, if it's not a, like a perpetual Adoration Chapel, which is my home parish, then it can actually be really, really nice, especially after like a stressful day or if I'm having like a particularly overwhelming moment to just walk into here, here at Nativity, just into the church, and... Um, and just kind of kneel down right in front of the altar. Like, don't even pick a pew. Just mm-hmm. kneel down in front. There's no one else around. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, self-conscious about it. And I know that even in such a large kind of space, because our sanctuary, for those who, who aren't familiar with it, it's, it's kind of a large open space. Um, it, it can feel kind of maybe overwhelming. But in that moment, it's just, like, just me and God in the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I'm very zeroed in. But... Um, but yeah, the, the car can also sometimes be a great place because here in a church, you know, you have to be kind of more silent, more just aware of, of the space, the sacred space. But in the car, it's, it's, it's free game. It's like, God, <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> that is hilarious. What about you, Father? Um, I, you know, it's so, so funny because one of the temptations when you work for the church or when you're a part of the church is that you just assume that since everything you do is church related, that obviously every, your life is a prayer. And it's not exactly the thing. You can get really caught up in the idea of doing ministry and thinking that you've done your work. Mm-hmm. You have to take a moment to actually stop and spend some time in prayer. Definitely. Right? Has to be separate from leading other people in worship or, you know, I said mass today. Like, yeah, but I was leading everybody in worship. That's got to be fueled by my own personal time for prayer. Absolutely. So, but amazingly, in our rectory, we have a chapel in our rectory and it is super quiet because there's only three people in the house that use it. <laughs> so I'm guaranteed to never have more than three people in the, in, in the, in, in the room, which means it's always going to be relatively quiet. Um, 
right now even the other two priests are on vacation so it's just me in the house so it's like just me and jesus uh so that's good but one of the cool things about it is is that the 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 chapel itself looks out to um to our backyard and our backyard is really it's it's just a really nice quiet thing even when you hear like the the buzz of traffic kind of going by it's fenced in but there's also kind of like a hill so it's like a hill with a fence so you're doubly blocked like from everything Mm -hmm. so you can't see anything uh you can't see anything you hear a few things and it's just nice to be out there with like maybe like the woodland creatures but just knowing that jesus is just kind of right just a few feet away in the tabernacle so you're enjoying the creation that he's created and you're enjoying the the tabernacle that he is and just for me in that spot it's a great place to unwind after a busy day at at, at, uh i almost said work but (laughs) in my mission (laughs) but then also it's a great place to just encounter him and kind of allow him to re rejuvenate you after you know after everything that he's put you through for the day so pretty awesome i'd take some good thin space Mm-hmm. So amazing, everybody. I love, I just absolutely love how uh, this, in this moment, is like a living example. Just the five of us here, living example. You can meet God anywhere. No yeah. matter where you are in your yeah. prayer, no matter who you are talking to, you can encounter him. So I have to ask, ladies, with all this idea of, of making some time for personal prayer, I realize that a lot of that has to have grown out of this mission. So tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit, what is walking with purpose? How did it get started at Nativity? I'll take that, Father. Thanks, Erin. You're welcome. Um, So it's actually a pretty long story about how Walking with Purpose got started here, but Walking with Purpose is a national organization. It's a nonprofit. They produce Bible studies, everything from a general overview of the Catholic faith down to specific studies of different books in the Bible, like the study of um, the book of John is one of their Bible studies. But um, Jen heard about Walking with Purpose a long time ago, and she was really interested. Do you want to tell about that, Jen? Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, actually it started from like a personal experience. You know, it's like I had this sort of like, um, you know, come to Jesus conversion myself. You know, I was going through a difficult time in my life. And, you know, oftentimes that's where you find God, right? Through struggle. And I, um, I ended up really um, just um, finding this hunger and fervor for women and sisters and Catholic sisters. So um, that was also, that was kind of like where, where it started, where my hunger started with it. So. Um, and then I just sort of, um, I, I forget how, oh yeah, and I, I met somebody who was talking about this, one of my girlfriends actually, um, and I met several people that, that knew about Walking with Purpose. So, you know, and they had attended Walking with Purpose at their parishes and did um, Bible studies, and it sounded really fresh and modern. So, um, and I, you know, I have children at the school here, and I knew mm-hmm. lots of moms and Catholic moms. I mean, I just, I, I felt this need and tug, and wow. so that's really ultimately um, where I just sort of started to ask more questions, and then I got connected to Erin, who actually just moved back to the area, and she had participated in Walking with Purpose. I got together with, you know, two other um, women, Patty Ager and Monica Sullivan at the time, and, you know, they were all 
in on it too and everybody was getting excited about it thankfully Erin I got connected with her and she um, she actually kind of helped us like with training and catapulting the program and you know getting leaders kind of giving us some vision on how it works because you know we were just kind of guessing based on the information on the website mm-hmm. so um, yeah I mean it's just a lot of things aligned of course and um, you know, I sat down with Deacon Kelly, got Father Bob's approval, went through the whole, you know, and lo and behold, we, we, we did everything to prepare for the first. And then the first night that we had it, we had 45 women show up. So, and then right. in the AM, we had another like 35. Mm-hmm. So we started the first year with like, you know, a little under 80 women. So it, it turned out to be bigger than I could have imagined or wished for. (laughs) And Father, I have have a story of the Holy Spirit at work there at the beginning because I was just finishing up a three-year commitment, a professional commitment, volunteer work, and was looking forward to all of the hours I would now have back (laughs) in my life. And it was within a week of finishing that commitment that I received an email from Patty Yeager, one of the women who was, you know, working with Jen. you know, asking me would I be interested possibly in becoming part of this new ministry at Nativity and being a a small group leader. And, you know, it's the times like that when you realize that your time is never your own. It's always God's. And he has a plan. And he has a good plan. He has a great plan. Mm -hmm. But it's never the plan that you have. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I jumped right in, and we truly didn't have any idea what we were doing. We really didn't. Very few, if any, of the women who signed up to, quote, unquote, co-lead, facilitate small groups, had never done a Bible study. I mean, most of us were cradle Catholics, but that didn't mean we knew the first thing about running a Bible study or being, you know, part of it. Um, But we didn't need to. And that's the thing, you know, God will equip you. And when he calls you and you say yes, then he takes care of the rest. I love that hope. That's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, I just also love how it also springs, uh, it springs from just a simple desire and a simple invitation. And and then it also, like being able to see like 80 women showing up on on day one, it shows you where the need is. It shows you just... I mean, that's not just the same 80 people that do everything else. That's 80 new people who are like, you know what? I, I could really use this. That's fantastic. Yeah, that really is. And so uh, so tell us a little more about who the ministry is for. Yeah, just tell us a little more yeah. about who comes. Sure. So um, Walking With Purpose is for every woman. Um, our main focus is adult women, so 18 and over. Um, there are some studies for middle schoolers and young adults, but really we're focusing on the adult woman. Moms, grandmothers, not married, so singles, um, everyone, divorced, widowed, every woman. Um, And really it's about finding that relationship with Jesus, not just learning about what the Catholic faith is. Mm -hmm. It's about how do we apply what the church tells us and what we learn in scripture to our daily lives so that we can have that closer relationship with the Lord. Um, And then the other awesome thing about walking with purpose is that hope was touched on the small group leaders. Like we started this group and nobody had any idea what we were doing, but walking with purpose provided all of these training materials and like, how, how do you run a small group? How do you facilitate discussions and how do you 
encourage women to drop their masks and mm. just be real with each other in a spirit of confidentiality and Christianity and love and respect. And it's, um, it's a beautiful thing to see a group come together and really start sharing their hearts. And then you start seeing these heart transformations where women are just like finally feeling, you can just see in their eyes being healed. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a few examples of how how keeping you... confidentiality? Sure, of yeah. So yeah, no, 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 yeah. So this is so I, I'm cheating here a little bit here. So I actually did a little bit of research about walking with purpose, <laughs> and I um, what's the name of the found founder? Lisa, Lisa Brennick Meyer. I, I watched a couple of videos that she had put out and she gave some awesome, like very practical examples of how you invite women from all these different walks of life. How do you make these women feel comfortable? And I'm just thinking of, you know, people that could be listening to this thinking, how do I start that in my group? Give us like specific examples, you know, anything that kind of comes to mind, again, keeping confidentiality. But so how, how do you kind of foster that? You know, just maybe kind of paint, paint the room, paint the situation to get people to drop their masks and really invite them into the conversation, we have a small group honor code that does include what is said here stays here. Mm -hmm. um, so please, you know, don't go home and tell these things to your best friend, you know, just leave it here, pray for your, your sisters in Christ. Um, so the, the confidentiality part of the small group honor code is a big part of it. But then also, so when your group is first getting started, Sometimes some of the questions in the Bible study are factual, like something you've looked up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of the questions are a little personal. Mm -hmm. And when you're first in the group, women don't always want to share. And so the small group leaders know that if I share, maybe somebody else will share. Yeah. And then as the weeks go on, women learn that it is a safe place to go ahead. And emotions are welcome. We always have a yes. box of tissues oh. on the tables because some of us tend yeah. to, yeah. you know. Emote. 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 Very good. Um, but so emotions are welcome. Confidentiality. What else would you say, Hope? Um, part of that honor code is also authenticity mm. and respect. And we also, as part of the of um, walking with purpose, we stay away from those hot button political issues. Mm -hmm. That's part of what we one of the ground rules is that we are here to um, journey with Christ and with one another and to explore our faith. And there are other places where people can go to discuss politics and some of those things that um, you know, would, would, would pull us apart and not bring us together. And there are certainly so many things in our faith that bring us together. And that's what we share with one another. Um, and, you know, I think another, another um, wonderful thing about the small groups and God's hand in all of this is, um, and what I've learned, I think, maybe the most in all this, is the power of prayer and so while this is about community and, and studying the Bible and learning more about the catechism, it's also about praying for one another. And we have this wonderful thing. I, I don't remember if we did it last year. We've done it in years past. The answered prayer jar mm -hmm. where we've invited women at the end of the year to write down on little slips of paper that no one's going to see. We just put them in a jar so you can have a physical representation of it. The prayers that have been answered because the women in the small group have been praying for each other. And there for things such as, I have a, I'm anxious about a work meeting tomorrow, can you all mm -hmm. pray for me? To things like, you know, my son's best friend was diagnosed with leukemia. Wow. Can you pray for him and how he can walk with his friend through that mm -hmm. journey? Wow. Um, and those prayers are answered. 
It's incredible. We're not talking about a little mason jar either. It's like a gallon sized mason jar. It's a big jar. And it's really a beautiful thing to see all those answered prayers folded Just up fill in up there. And, and see yeah. God's grace. It's very cool. That's amazing. So like, I mean, I mean, I want to say like we've sort of already answered the question because it kind of feels like that. But really, where have you been seeing God most in the fruit of what you're doing? Because I mean, like it sounds like like you know He's answering prayers, and he, the I guess the, I mean the program is I mean Walking with Purpose, you know, uh, has grown to uh, almost 200 or so over the course of the five years that we've been at Nativity. We came up with a number, what was it, 250? 250 women from the parish have participated at least once, one time. Sure. Um, so we average about a little over 100 on, every, on any given year. Um, we see people, after they've done Walking with Purpose for a couple of years, go off and start a ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. wow. Go or participate in participate, a different ministry. Serve sure. in a different way because they've figured out how to walk with purpose right and even though they love coming to bible study they're still able to maintain their prayer life but at the same time be able to be involved in a more in a different way and i guess i should probably like i guess i should probably make sure we clarify something this is not an athletic requirement <laughs> i was um, wondering when you were going to say that because i have walked into at least four or five of the meetings uh, unannounced just just to come in and say hello to the ladies and i have noticed not only in the times that i've been invited whether it's to hear confessions or to give a talk or something like that but also just spontaneous to go in and see them there has never been a walking like nobody's been walking so and there usually is food right oh, okay. <laughs> okay. so it seems counterproductive to the idea that this is not an exercise group this is a spiritual exercise group. correct yes. it's a metaphor for walking with christ we're walking together with purpose yes I love absolutely that. fantastic I love, that. I love how you guys have kind of painted a, little, a picture that's why i asked you the question i kind of wanted to like you know subtly like paint the picture for someone you know who may not feel comfortable who's maybe been to a bible study in the past didn't love the environment and mm-hmm. didn't didn't feel welcomed and so i love how you guys are painting the this picture of just welcome, you know, judgment-free zone, a safe space, um, especially among people of different walks of life. Yeah. We definitely want women to come as they are. Yes. You don't have to be put together, dressed perfectly, you know, to the nines, made up, know every facet of the catechism and it can quote Bible verses. That's wonderful if that's who you are. We want you to come too, yeah. but we are really, come as you are. This is for anyone. Mm-hmm. So what kind of fruit have you seen out of that? I mean, I know I mentioned it earlier, but then I got sidetracked. <laughs> but uh, but what sort of fruit have you seen? How have you seen God working in the ministry? So um, the introductory study, Opening Your Heart, really is, um, and we encourage women to start with that study if possible. Um, no matter how many Bible studies you may be experienced. I mean, we have some women who are very experienced in Bible studies and they think, well, I don't want to start with that one because I do a lot of Bible studies. But we encourage it because this isn't a um, purely academic Bible study. I Mm. I wouldn't say it's that at all. There's a lot of um, scripture and interpreting scripture and learning about scripture in the Bible study. But the focus of it is not an, an academic pursuit. It really is a spiritual pursuit. And um, even the one study, the um, Touching the Divine, which is the Gospel of John, uh, Lisa describes it as chasing a person. So the person that we're chasing is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the other part of it, though, is learning about 
the Catholic faith and, and the sacraments. And so in opening your heart, it's broken into different sacraments. And so there's a chapter on reconciliation and confession. And Father, there are many women, surprise, a surprising number maybe, um, or maybe not, who are, have been Catholic their whole life, who are active Catholic, come to church, or maybe not, but they haven't been to confession in years. And after sort of studying that chapter and journeying with their sisters, decide that it's time that they go back. And um, although I was a person who tried to go at least twice a year, right, at Christmas and at Easter, <laughs> um, over the five years that I've journeyed with Walking With Purpose, I found that if I can get to confession once or twice, you know, once a month or every other month, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference in my life for the better. Um, and so, you know, every person has their own journey. But that's just one example of where we see in Walking with Purpose, fruits of the Holy Spirit, calling women back to the sacraments, and then providing that extra strength for them as they continue along their journey. Oh, that's, that's incredible. That's beautiful. So has there been a moment while you guys have gone through this that was just an absolute, like, just revelation where maybe it was something that you covered or, like, a topic that you hit that, that you're just, your mind was blown. You were like, oh, man, I never knew that. I've been a Catholic for so many years, and I never knew that, or I never realized this. Oh, man, you're going to make me dig way I mean, I've been doing walking with purpose for a long time yeah. yeah I did my first study when my youngest was in my arms so that's almost 11 wow. years at the beginning of last year we were doing our annual um, marketing promotion of our program and we had a little table out in the vestibule and I saw an acquaintance of mine our kids had previously you know gone to school together and so I flagged her down I was like, hey, come see me. And she hadn't seen her in a long time. And she came over sort of, sort of sheepishly. And I was like, have you heard of Walking With Purpose? Would you, I would love for you to come because I would love to get to know you better. And I handed her the form and I said, it's Wednesday mornings. Do you have it free? And she was like, yeah, I do have it free. And I was like, okay, well, think about it, pray about it, let me know. So she joined, and I ended up seeing her a good amount. We weren't in the same small groups. But about three quarters through the year, I was coordinating, so I'm bustling in and out of rooms. And she came up to me, and she said, Erin, I want to give you a hug right now. She gave me the biggest hug, and she stepped back, and she said, I am expressing gratitude. I'm focusing on gratitude right now. And I am thankful for you flagging me down to invite me to Walking With Purpose because it has changed my life. It has seen me through this year of intense challenges that she had been going through. And, you know, I just, you, that's the good stuff. You, knowing that I have helped someone else just by a simple invitation, just by saying, come, it's, you know, you never know, just try it. So that was my, that's my one story. That's my most recent yeah. thing, but it's, it's still good. Who yeah, invited you? Who invited me? Okay, so um, a friend. We, I had a um, mom's group in Maryland, and I was pregnant and had two little ones under five and um, in desperate need of community and coffee. Jesus. <laughs> All of right. the things. What? Child care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a friend just said to me, hey, I'm in, this, I'm in this women's Bible study. You should come check it out with me. 
And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm a little busy. I'm about to have a baby, you know, I'm about to, and she was like, okay, you know, whenever the baby's born, whatever. So sure enough, a few months after the baby was born, it was their last session and we call them connect coffees. So every once in a while, sporadically through the year, there's connect coffees where we watch a video from our founder, Lisa Brennick Meyer, talking about a topic. And then we have discussion and usually something to eat and some coffee. So she said, it's the last one. Why don't you come? Put the other two kids in childcare. I'll help you with, with the baby. It's fine. So I said, okay. So I went and showed up. Who is the speaker? Lisa Brennickmeyer, wow. the founder of Walking with Purpose, is actually giving the talk live. This is back in the day when wow. Lisa used to give live talks <laughs> very, very frequently, which yeah. was, if you've never, if you've seen her on video, she is great. If you see her in person, she's incredible. Um, but I was hooked after that. So I was like, okay, Sarah, thanks for inviting me. I'm in. Let's do this. And so that was it. Wow. Can we hear everybody else's yeah. um, okay. who invited you story? Well, Go you know, it. actually, my first Walking With Purpose was here when we started it. I had never even attended one of them. It was almost like I was convinced before I was even uh, even went to one of the Bible mm -hmm. studies. I was just convinced based on friends and people that I knew that attended, and I just knew it's something that I needed. Mm -hmm. So um, I was... Uh, it was almost like just a discovery. I didn't actually get invited. <laughs> I just knew I needed it to be here at my church. <laughs> so um, that's, you know, and it and it's and it's true. I but mean, that's truly. A, that's a beautiful kind of yes, probably from the Holy sure. Spirit. I right. mean, you know, the invitation yeah. comes from somewhere. Right. Yeah, truly. It was wow. Holy Spirit for sure. Well, that was Patty Yeager who called me to ask if I would participate in, in being the small group leader in this ministry that we were trying to get off the ground. Mm -hmm. Nice. Absolutely. I love it because it really fits with the theme, doesn't it? Like the life of a Christian is a life of invitation. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, the best stories in the gospel. I mean, the best stories in the gospel are always the questions of invitation, whether it's Jesus saying, come follow me, or even if you just find like what they're up to. Like, um, I love the story of uh, the story of John writing about how he met God, how he met Jesus, how John, the apostle is walking along the seashore. John, the Baptist, who he's a disciple. He's a disciple of John the Baptist. John the Baptist points out, says, there's the lamp, behold the lamb of God. And so this guy goes and follows and, you know, it's kind of creepy, right? It's kind of a creepy <laughs> moment where he's like, hey, he's kind of following him. And Jesus is like, what are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> and he says, they say, uh, we want to see where you're sleeping. It's not a normal conversation not normal. you would have with somebody. But Jesus just simply says, come and see. Come and you will see. And that's all it is. He doesn't say, by the way, do you fit all the categories of a perfect person? Have you never sinned in your life? Have you, you know, he doesn't ask any of those questions. His question is, what are you looking for? Come and see. Yeah. And that's the message of walking with purpose, Father. And that's what we'd like our listeners today to hear. Come and see. Yeah, come you know, and see. There's no commitment. You don't even have to sign up come and see, come to our first or second or throughout the year when you have time. We're gonna meet on Wednesday nights and Wednesday mornings 
And so whatever fits into your schedule, come and see. We'd love yeah. to have you. Yeah. There. Yeah. I love that how you guys offer different times mm-hmm. for people, you know, if the evening works better, if they work during the day or maybe, you know, they need to be at home with the kids at night or, or something, you know, they need to come earlier in the day. I think that's awesome that like this program is flexible. It's geared specifically towards being able to say, well, we know that what we have is good mm-hmm. and we'd like to share it with you in a way that you're going to be able to handle or not handle, but you're going to be able to respond better. Yeah. Too like yeah, meets the needs. Fit, meets your needs exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are um what are some things that you all have learned, kind of from either being a leader or maybe just kind of in your own life? Is there anything that's like, I don't know if it's exactly the question you were asking before. Oh yeah, that doesn't have to be something like mind blowing. But what's yeah. kind of been the general thing for you? Yeah. Um, I guess for me, just I would say one thing that I definitely learned through this process is that, um, doing anything good like this and running a ministry, you are pushed up against a lot, right? And truly I've learned, I mean, the virtue of perseverance. um, And it's funny how every year when we start walking with purpose, something goes awry, you know? (laughs) Something goes seriously wrong. And, you know, what? I've come to know what that is, and um, and I've come to know how to fight it, you know, and, and really, truly um, grow in that way. So, um, yeah, I know that, you know, when you coordinate, you're kind of doing all this stuff behind the scenes, you know, you have to continue to be fed yourself as well. So, you know, there's a few things that I've really, you know, learned to focus on, and, um it, it was definitely that I would say that's something that just, you know, always was very out there and yeah. <laughs> what I was up against every every year. No, but I love that because, I mean, something that Allison, one of my colleagues and I that we, we talk about is when you're doing God's will, it's not necessarily going to be easy. It's, mm-hmm. It could be right and it you could give you a lot of peace and, and joy but you will encounter struggles. And I love that you just persevere every single year and you do it with a smile on your face. (laughs) That's wonderful. And isn't it true that like, like you'll have a, you'll have during the year like like the the behind the scenes like you know maybe last year and when you look back on it you say okay well these things worked really well we're totally going to do that exactly the same again this next year <laughs> and that's the thing that gets yes. messed up mm-hmm. right that's yeah. the thing you're like wait that was the one thing we were sure was going to work everything else and it just feels sometimes like you're flying by the seat of your pants even you could be so prepared and you're still okay god i'm going to have to put this part in your hands mm-hmm. And well, we always did that delivers. as a society, right, in March of 2020, mm-hmm. and yeah. Walking with Purpose did as well. And so, you know, we all moved to Zoom. And uh, although at first we thought, how are we going to have these sort of intimate sharing small groups um, over the Internet? Yeah. And yet, at the end of that year, women said, I don't know what I would have done without Walking wow. with Purpose. Because in the time of turmoil, we needed to be there for each other. And it, we were able to make that happen. Um, was it easy? No. Did we have to have a lot of trainings? Yes. Did things go awry? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it all worked out. Yeah. See, that's how you know you're doing a good mission and a good ministry is because the devil doesn't want you to be part of that. He doesn't like that stuff. He's going to mess with it. And he's going to find little ways to nitpick at it. It's never going to be something like big. And, it's yeah. going to be something, you know, the Zoom microphone doesn't work. Or right? it could the, be something really big, like your entire uh, sound system decides to shut off. Yeah, right in the middle. That's <laughs> in right. In the middle of recording. 
saying this is not the first time we've tried doing this, people. <laughs> Take two. Uh, but it, but we got brand new equipment, and our wonderful our wonderful my wonderful co-host here has gotten brand new technology, yes. tech savvy things, and it's it's worked out absolutely it has, absolutely. It brilliantly. works out. It does. So let me let me ask, ladies. Um, Coming for like going forward this upcoming year, what are what is what's sort of on the horizon for Walking with Purpose? What is what is it that you guys are excited about this upcoming year for for the for the mission? I'm really I'm mostly excited for more new women to come and be a part of this. Um, every year I look forward to meeting the new women and then also getting back with our you know our veterans, our past participants coming back. But um, this year we are particularly excited about um, Walking With Purpose National is hosting some regional live events. And we at Nativity get to host one oh, on nice. um, at the end of September. Details will be, I know this is, podcast is podcast everlasting, is time yeah. lasting. But um, it's really, it's gonna be an exciting time. We're gonna have, it's, regional event lots of women from all over the area just to see what walking with purpose is about hear an awesome speaker and have some fellowship time so that's gonna be great what about you what are you looking forward to hope <clears throat> this year in the evening we're gonna offer three studies so we'll have the opening your heart study for women who will be joining us and um, we're gonna do the touching the divine study which is the gospel of John and we'll also have an advanced study for women um, like myself, who've been doing this for five or six years um, and want to continue to grow in our faith. And so, um, you know, that'll be a lot of groups and a lot of studies and a lot of coordination, but a lot of energy as well. And we just pray that the Holy Spirit will be with us. And I'm excited to to bring in new leaders and new participants and mm -hmm. have a great year. Amazing. That's awesome. You have the different levels. Maybe you all can uh, just kind of paint like the picture of an evening. Just to maybe paint like what happens in in a, in a meeting for someone who maybe is listening to this and they're kind of on the fence and they just need one more piece of convincing. They need to like picture what it looks like in their head. I'm a very visual person, so that's why I'm asking all these like paint the room, paint the scene for me. Okay, so each Bible study has a book, mm -hmm. and the books are broken into weeks. And so once a month, and we start at the beginning with a Connect Coffee, which mm -hmm. um, Aaron had described before, which is fellowship and a video and general discussion questions. And that usually kicks off the topic for the month. But then mm -hmm. women um, are asked during the week to find the time, however they find the time, whether they do it every day um, for 15 minutes or whether they throw it all together at the end because that's where their life is at mm -hmm. this time, <laughs> or whether they don't get it done at all. We still want them to show up. Mm -hmm. We've been um, there. We've been there. Uh, but, but when you come together during a, a week that's not a Coffee Connect, you'll go through the five, day, the five days of lessons that um, are in each of these workbooks. And the workbook um, each day will have pieces from, the script, from Scripture. And as Aaron mentioned, there'll be questions like, what does this say? type of questions, sure. fill in the blanks, easy ones. <laughs> and then ones that really call you to reflect upon, how is this relevant in my life? Nice. You know, have I had this experience before? Is, this, is there a question that I have about this? Am I struggling with something? Mm -hmm. And then we go through the day, the the, there are two facilitators for every group, and they'll walk the small group through those questions and that week of questions. Um, it's generally two hours. 
I found that it's hard to get women to leave. Um, it seems like a lot of time, but we really have to wrap it up. And we try to end 20 minutes early so that we have time to share prayer requests nice. so that every week we can continue to pray for one another. That's beautiful. Wow, thank yeah. you. It sounds like a great way to either kind of jumpstart your spiritual life if like it's been one of those weeks where you haven't been able to get anything done um, or also maybe also to bounce ideas if, if you've gone through the week and you're taking 15 minutes every day and then you're like, wow, this is what I got out of it. But then when you're talking to somebody else and they get something else out of it to be able to say, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's either more clear for me or I did not see that coming or, you know. I also like the structure of here's a scripture and here's questions and reflecting. Some people like really thrive on that structure. And mm-hmm. I know some people can be like, I, I need I need a new daily devotional or I need a new something or other. But so I like that. I like that, you know, maybe some people call it homework, but mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. really, but I like the way that you put it. <laughs> I mean, the intent is you're spending time every day in scripture, in the word, with the Lord, really contemplating who he is and who he says that you are and mm-hmm. what your identity is and where your dignity comes from. And for 15 or 20 minutes a day, that's just going to make the rest of your day fall into place. That's what I find anyway, personally. Um, one thing as leaders, I try and tell like small group leaders and as coordinators, we say, um, and you touched on this father B, but time spent working for God does not replace time spent with God. Amen. So, yeah. How can the average parishioner get in touch with you and how can they join Walking With Purpose? How can they get connected? And then also, also for folks maybe who aren't part of the community uh, here at Nativity, how can they get connected to to Walking With Purpose? Well, we have an email, wwpnativity at gmail.com. And we also have a link on the ministry drop down on Nativity's uh, webpage. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's how we usually get contacted. And uh, we've been connected to other people in different parishes as well. We have women from other parishes, and um, they've just registered right through the website. So, nice. <laughs> nice. So, and they can do that at any time. You said there's no, I mean, there's no official closing or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But We're, it's helpful if they start at the beginning because the programs build. Yes. No? Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I love usually. They're, 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 they're sitting there going, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Wait, let me see if I can rephrase it and try to, I don't want to speak for you. But what you're saying is, yes, there's a program, but it's okay to hop in the middle because yes. we would rather have you there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Than, than exactly. wait. And is no. everything in person right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I mean, we get emails all throughout the year from random, you know, you know, we'll put bulletin, you know, notices out. And and so we'll get we'll get emails all throughout the year and then we'll have we'll invite them monthly because the connect Mm -hmm. coffees are monthly. Mm -hmm. So we invite them monthly and we have many. And this is a military parish and a transitory parish. So we do have women that join throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, that's incredible. And then for the people who are outside, is there a place they can go um, that will help kind of connect them to maybe the national organization or how to get started? Probably the website for Walking With Purpose, which is walkingwithpurpose.com. Just all spelled wow. out, Walking With Purpose. It's pretty pretty simple, but there's all sorts of information on there, how to find a program near you. So if somebody's hearing this that lives in Oklahoma, just put in your zip code and the parish is where um, 
think they have over 500 parish programs now across the country. So chances are good. There's one by you. Not too far away. And if it isn't near you, you could make one near you. That's right. Absolutely. That's fantastic. (laughs) If you had any final pitch to someone who's on the fence, the mother at home, a single woman, maybe in her 20s or 30s, or a woman who's retired and maybe maybe is searching for something. If you had one final pitch, what would you say to that person? If you think when you go to church, when you go to mass, that you don't know anybody, that you don't feel connected, when you come to Walking With Purpose, you find a community of women that can help you feel part of a closer knit community within the parish is an excellent way to meet other people. So I don't remember where I read this and it was years ago, but it was, if you feel far from God, guess who moved? Mm. And God is there (laughs) and he wants us to move closer to him. And walking with purpose is here for the taking. Come, come journey with us, come move closer to God. He, he loves you. <laughs> Mic drop. That's fantastic. That's absolutely that's absolutely wonderful. All right, ladies, this has been just absolutely joyful. Um, so uh, just to kind of um, just to kind of reiterate and just make sure that the people that are listening at home know exactly without any shred of uh, of confusion, walking with purpose is more than a Bible study. It's women helping women grow closer to Jesus Christ. There's a program that is national but it's grown organically. Mm-hmm. And I say it's grown organically because it sounds like the major investment, uh, the, the major thing and process is that people are just happy to invite other, women are happy to invite other women to journey with them closer to Jesus Christ. And if that doesn't sort of define what a ministry in a church ought to be, people growing closer to God as a community, I don't know what is. So you've got our prayers for your success, and we're excited to be able to help foster that um, as people listen to the as people listen to our wonderful loyal fans uh, listen to our, listen to our podcast. Um, so we have one question that we always 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 ask um, about about the parish because um, the people in the parish are funny because they do so many different things. They come from so many different walks of life. They have different personalities but they're all creatures of habit. They always seem to do things the same way, right? And so we've discovered that there's one thing that people seem to be pretty particular about. So our question for you is where is your seat in the church? Where's your pew? I think Erin and I are going to have the same answer because <laughs> we always sit either front in front or behind each other, but it's always in the front right section probably like two or three rows back from the front of the church so so you have a little bit of a buffer so that father can't just see you right but you're close <laughs> enough to the action right. Nice. right so i think we've always sat as far forward pretty much not the front row but as far forward as we can definitely in front of the divide between the front and the back of the church but during COVID, when we were starting to come back, we had this idea of, can we find one row that all five of us can sit in and nobody else can sit with us? <laughs> it's just, we're, we're claiming this. This you is know, our like, spot. Is there a row that just the five of us can? And there are a few rows so, towards the front where the five of us can sit comfortably and be socially distanced from other, you know, before we 
took down the bear, you know, every other pew and stuff. But now we are comfortable there. We like sitting in those rows. I do like the priest being able to see my children because I can give them the hairy eyeball like Father B can see you right now. Um, but no, they, we do. We like being in the front where people can see. So Nice. So I joined Nativity on the Wayback Bus in 1985 when I was 14 years old. And I sang in the folk group and played the guitar through high school. And when my husband and I got married and relocated back to Springfield, we joined as a family in 1998. And I rejoined the family folk choir. And so I usually am sitting in the choir um, and my husband, and then as our three children came along, we would, if, if, if I wasn't in the choir or one of my children then wasn't in the choir, we were at least sitting near the choir. So we sit kind of behind the piano. That's mm-hmm. really our section. Oh, sure, yeah. No, that's definitely, that's like a thing. I've noticed that there's some, like, the choir people, I don't want to call them groupies, but it's like people <laughs> who are there, not just, I mean, they're there for Jesus, obviously, is the primary thing, but they're close to the choir because that's their people, and it's nice to be able to feel connected and, and close. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Mary, these are good. This is amazing. This was good. This is so good. Uh, Do you have any shout outs? I do. Uh, It has really nothing to do with walking with purpose. But uh, we have a loyal listener, a loyal fan, who has um, encouraged me to give him a shout out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, He he lives across the river. So uh, it's my brother, Paul. (laughs) He's he's a recent listener and he's become a big fan. And he's um, made sure that I'm on track. And stay on track with posting these podcasts. And he's like, Mary, when's the next podcast going to come out? And I'm like, we're working on it. (laughs) So shout out to Paul Castellato in Maryland. Well, Paul, shout out to you because, man, my goodness, we like I don't think people really realize how much work goes into producing something like this. It's not just get on the radio and say words. Right. It's uh, it's so much more. And uh, and special thanks to you for all of the hard work that you put into it. So, Paul, you have to take good care of your sister because she works extremely hard for these things. So if you have to wait a few extra days for a new episode to come out, like you're just going to have to handle that. (laughs) Patience is a wonderful virtue. So um, I want to give a shout out to all of our wonderful diocesan educators. Um, Education is obviously something that's super, um, that's super important. Um, And uh, the people who, who dedicate their time for education in our, in our community uh, to be commended. And we literally just had a couple of days ago, we had uh, about 250 new teachers show up for orientation. These are people who are brand new. It's a little terrifying for me because some of them are students that I taught back when I was a chaplain just a few years ago. So they have now graduated and graduated college and graduated grad school. And now they're ready to teach. It's scary to see them back because (laughs) I'm excited for them and it makes me feel proud but it also makes me feel very old so very grateful for all of our educators we love you teachers and uh, um, and we're grateful for that so friends uh, you can always get a hold of us wherever podcasts are found but also remember to uh, check our social media uh, at the at nativity uh, in Burke so you can check us on Instagram you can check us on uh, Facebook. Facebook all those different places yeah. and always nativityburke.org our website has all the information for everything going on in our parish not just the ones we feature on um not just the ones we feature on our podcast but also everything we do in our amazing little church so we are grateful for you please keep us in your prayers and remember that we are praying for you 
Thank you guys so much. And thank you, ladies, for yeah, coming on. It has so been much. an absolute joy and a blessing to have you. We love you, and we will be praying for you and your ministry, too. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.